welcome to another episode of Content Structure and Style. I'm Brandon Davenport. This is Alan Hauser. And this is Josh Bratton. Today is a Q&A show. Uh, we're going to answer your questions. Uh, several people, about three of you, have sent in questions for the show. We're going to answer those. And uh, so we'll get to those shortly. Uh, some brief news at the beginning. Uh, the reason why Eric Anderson is not here is he was actually hired by Squarespace. Woo-hoo! So we're, we're real happy for Eric. Congratulations, uh, Eric. So uh, stick around as we brew another cup of content structure and style. So, uh, um, I think one of the uh, loyal listeners had a question uh, and maybe a suggestion. I think it came across on Facebook, and that is to uh, to possibly do the show on video. Ah, uh, yes. And wondered uh, wondered what you guys thought about that because I mean it it would be kind of cool, I guess, to show. I mean, like, well, let me show you how I insert this ID, or let me show you this one part. I don't know. Would you think that would go over well? Uh, I think actually, for what we're like, it would it would be a lot more difficult to produce a show like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be a person because obviously, I really hope I'm not the one producing it. But yeah. oh, I'm sure I think <laughs> I think it would be so cool to be able to um, like basically say, oh, and what we always try to do is try to do this and do that and do this and actually be able to like do like a screencast thing where we're showing like what's happening on the screen, or let's say we're talking about like. Um, I don't know, like something really neat like that. We can actually like throw something in and post like a like a promo video or something that Squarespace has or something cool like that and be able to do things. Because I think like the ma- majority of the show is us talking about how to do something. Mm-hmm. And we and we could cut that time in half just by showing it while we're talking about it instead of having to try to iterate on like yeah, that's different true. ways of explaining it. <laughs> but I think a video show would be actually be pretty cool. I don't know. I- I don't think I'd be able to uh, be any help on the old um, uh, video production side, but I could help with like getting it up into YouTube and stuff like that if we if actually, we wanted to. Actually, I'd I'd volunteer to do it because I have all the I have all the production yeah. stuff. Everything, Your video is. Yeah. And to, if, if I'm really quiet, then it means that you're doing it. <laughs> you're doing. That's a good job. You just stay in quiet. So we'd like to welcome uh, welcome Brandon Davenport to the show. Oh yeah, video Hi, director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, that was yeah. sweet. Yeah, um, and also it's it's kind of uh, it's a good deal there too because as our friend uh, Dustin Lear from Facebook, the guy who suggested this, said that you know he, he found our last episode pretty informative. So it's uh, it'll be good to kind of get that information across to the rest of our users if we can put it up on video, like he suggested. So cool, awesome. We'll discuss it with the board of directors. Yeah. And also, some podcasts, they actually do like a bunch of audio podcasts. And then for a special episode, they do like a special video episode or something. So yeah. you can always do something like that. And then some of them do like road shows. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Doing like a. Do the RV. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, this is a QA show. So I guess we could probably jump into some questions. Um, Josh, you received uh, probably an email from Jamie Brittain. 
Jamie Britton, yes. Uh, our friend Jamie Britton said, uh, wants to know about CSS. He says, hey, guys, I'm a big fan of the show. My question is, do you use the custom CSS a lot, and do you think it's needed to create a better website on Squarespace? Yes. Sorry. Yes, I'd say very yes. Sorry, answer uh, so quickly. <laughs> no, it's just true. And there's actually, if people are not aware... What, I don't know if um, he's referring to custom CSS as in like opening like the custom CSS tab and just typing CSS. Sure, sure. That's super handy. But there's also something else in the Squarespace platform where you can actually go over. If you go over to the paintbrush, like the style editor, you it slides up and then you open up the advanced, which is on the far right. You can actually, there's a, a button down at the bottom right of that window and it says edit customizable elements. And what it'll actually do, and I discovered this a little too late when I was designing, um, but I'm using it nonstop. It's basically a table of styles that you can use in your site. So let's say you create a div element or you simply just want to ha- add something that's existing in an existing element on your Squarespace site into the, you know, the slider style thing. So basically what this allows you to do is take a class from a style, add it to this table of elements, give it a title. And then what's super cool is when you go back into the style editor and go to fonts, colors, and sizes, it'll work just like the default stuff does where you click on it and then you can edit it. Right. So it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't, um, I used to grumble a little bit that you couldn't access the H4 header element mm-hmm. in from the WYSIWYG editor, the what you see is what you get flashy editor. And as a, and, and somebody from Squarespace contacted me and was like, oh, well, you should do this. And so they showed me what Brandon just uh, said. The What was it called, Brandon? It's called the uh, customizable elements, like a little table of elements you can you can edit yourself. There's several steps there and you really shouldn't do it unless you know what you are doing. Exactly. Exactly. That's more for the advanced people. If you, if you want, I'd recommend that if you want to start just doing CSS stuff, jump into the custom CSS sections and just write it on your own. Yeah. That's a really good way to start to understand how these things work to go even further or, or maybe not to go as far even is, is um, on, on most, most every site that I build, I, I don't, I don't use that because those those items that that I am styling custom, I mean, it, it they're pretty much like, like, like a, something that I want to lock out. You know, I I don't really want people to change it. Um, you know, if it's something that that could potentially be changed, then great. And by the time that the designer or developer puts it in there, it's like, well, they you know they already know what they want. They, and also, they could have already been done with it. You know, and also for more advanced users, what I find something that's really just just digs into your time is. You know how you do like the you create an element, you style it and everything, and then there's the hover state, and yeah. then there's the active state, and you just have to redo everything just for it's just like oh, it's a yeah, headache. Yeah. But being able to go into that table of elements and be able to edit them, so you basically just click on the element and just do it from the drop down, just say oh this on hover, and then just use the sliders and stuff to edit everything. It saves so much time, and yeah. down the road it'll save you a bunch of time if you need yeah, to do a redesign. I- I don't think it's something that you need to know a ton of CSS or, or even design to uh, to kind of get started with that type of thing. I've been able to do that, and I don't, I don't know that much about yeah. you know uh, about coding websites. Um, but that said, I think the larger question is. Uh, speaks to the design aspects of your site. Do you need custom CSS? I think what what custom CSS uh, also involves is a custom design for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish online. So if you've got a brand or a website or a blog or anything like that, um, how people inter- uh, how people perceive your site is so important. And so you want somebody to really come up with a solid design for your site so that you're able to convey the message of whatever you're trying to do online, I think. And the question was, you know, do you think it's needed to create 
a better website on Squarespace. Eh, you know, that's when I start on a site, I always start with UI design with, with, with the client and, and kind of work on how do you want your site to look? Let's, let's lock that down and then we'll go forward. And if that is nothing close to what one of the templates on Squarespace looked like, then the answer is yes, you do need, yes, you do need to use custom yeah. CSS. And also, there. and also for more advanced users that are really into the custom CSS management, like typing out themselves, especially with the sort of rapid fire mindset when in Squarespace, where basically you're used to just being able to be like, boom, boom, things change immediately. Boom, boom. You sort of lose that sort of mindset of slowly into like an in intervals, adding things and formatting it. You sort of just get really rushed on things mm -hmm. and you can, you can eventually have this wad of CSS and your custom CSS that works. It's valid. It's fine. It's formatted. Okay. But it's so messy. You can't read it. So there's actually a website called cleancss.com where all the time, like every day I just copy every all my CSS and it's in there, back it up. And then paste in here and you can do things like it'll automatically space everything for you and then you just paste it back in. It's all clean again. So that's hmm. that's a must when you're editing custom CSS to keep everything clean. That's a good tip. You know, bottom line, I, I didn't have a professional design on my blog for the first good part of its existence and my traffic, whatever. And then once I got the design, granted, I got more experience as a blogger and as, you know, building, building people coming to the website, but, uh, that design helped substantially. What? It's not just about my content. God. Of my course. Lord. I, I thought know. content was king. So you're saying See, it's, but content is not just words. It's, it's design, it's interface, it's experience. And so but I think fine. that's, but I think yeah. there's a misconception of people taking, like thinking that the website is content. What I think the website is, is it's a canvas mm -hmm. that sort of acts as a sort of display case for your content. And if that display case doesn't work well, sure, you may have good content, but it's going to be hard for people to enjoy the content content because it's not, a, it's not in a nice environment. So I think if you can find a good design that doesn't overpower the content and doesn't sort of act as content itself, you can really just make it feel like, oh my God, this is amazing design. And it could just be you spaced out some things, you made a new logo, you changed a few colors and you made it, maybe did some borders. And all of a sudden people think, oh, this is amazing because just because those the different elements come into play. I would say that the first thing that anybody should look at if they're interested in getting into web design would be the book Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug. It's a very basic book about how people interact with websites and how they understand them. And he talks about things like breadcrumbs and navigation and hierarchies and um, information architecture at a level that pretty much anybody can understand. Uh, he's pretty much one of the best authors and speakers in usability right now. And yeah. it uh, he'd be a great resource to get started on design, I think. Yeah. Call, I think call your designer. That's what, <laughs> that's what I would suggest. Yeah, and yeah. I think <laughs> Squarespace being such a predominant platform, if you have a blog... I think it, it's really important to still have that blog feel of just a row of posts because people, as soon as they hear the word blog, they expect to just go there and just scroll down and see a list of your posts. Mm -hmm. And I think I had a problem. I strayed away from that for a while and I saw confusion happen and I went back to the traditional blog format. And it still works. It's, it's tried and true. It always has worked. So hmm. don't try to get too fancy. Hopefully that that helped answer the question. Certainly if there's if there's any additional follow up or, you know, any questions that you want to add to that you can certainly go over to contentstructurestyle.com and uh and probably pop it over there in the post in the, in the comments and we'll we'll certainly follow up either on the site or we'll get back with you next week and also twitters too you can answer them on twitter as well yes twitter us 
Twitter us at Square Show. At Square Show on Twitter. That question two uh, comes from Jason Barone. And uh, Jason has a podcast topic. He says, Hello. How do all three of you feel about Squarespace's past growth and current state in terms of progress, innovation, and overall product slash service? This in light of the forum activity of unhappy users about the lack of engagement and long times between releases. So he's, he's, he's definitely referring to, uh, like he says, the, the, there has been forum activity that you could probably map it on a curve where it's like it just spikes and goes you know i think i think squarespace is is extremely smart in how they handle their growth where they know when to grow and then they know when to just stay still and just contract with themselves and just build things and then release them and then get ready to grow again because like if you look at version six that was announced like when was version six sort of when did version six sort of bubble up to the surface where people started talking about it it was like a probably, year ago yeah probably like a year ago i bet and when you look at it it could have been released. They, it's probably ready right now, right? But you look no. at... They haven't but, even started the beta yet. But, here, but here's what I'm saying. For a lot of companies, it would be considered ready. But when you look at certain companies, like there's very rare companies like you know Apple and Squarespace and gaming companies like Valve. They have this whole mentality of like, you can release something now, but something can suck forever. So I think they're one of those companies that wants to release something when, it, when it's just perfect. It just works. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and they've been known for doing that, where it's just like they release something and it just has a tendency to just grab on and people just use it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you don't find that with a lot of companies. Like a lot of the time companies release stuff and people never end up using it. It just becomes like this extra fat on the side. But they always keep everything trim and they just release things, maybe not yeah. on regular intervals, maybe not as soon as people would like. But I think you need to give Squarespace some credit in saying that 80, 90% of the things they release are used by everybody and they work well. Yeah, I think the way I like to think about it is you think about how uh, Netflix recently, how they um, increased their prices and people really grumbled a lot. And you're like, so what? People increase prices all the time. And yet, for some reason, Netflix's customers are really upset about this. And I think it's because it it has to do with how much people really like the product. And for for Netflix, people really like that service. And so it hurts even more when there's, there's something wrong with or there, there's something that hurts about the experience i guess so yeah. and like it, for, for people that have a squarespace site and they're really looking forward to v6 and they really want to have a dialogue with this company that is producing this excellent tool i think for them it, it hurts a little bit more sometimes because they really enjoy it exactly it's a whole thing of like you really love something you pour your life into it and all of a sudden something doesn't go right it really affects you more than if you're just using it you know passively and something wrong happens you're just oh whatever it's i think it's that attachment that companies have with people that can work with them so well and really push them forward but at the same time it can really hurt them when something very small just goes wrong or something takes too long you know yeah. what i mean yeah squarespace has gotten to a level of of integration with their customers where people are just they just love their service so much i like i love squarespace even though there's moments where i'm like oh do i trust it or oh whatever at the end of the day, I can sum it up where I just, I love Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. like argue that with me. And then it boils down to the whole thing where I remember when Apple announced the iPhone 4 and people were all up in arms about the antenna problem or whatever. And you realize that the people that are complaining and the people that are doing whatever, that's maybe 5% of their customers, the developers, the bloggers, the, the tech journalists, the, everybody yeah. like that. Yeah. And I feel that on the surface of this issue, that's maybe 5% of their users that are freaking out about this. Because when you think of it, like 90% of their users 
aren't in these forums constantly and they aren't tweeting them on Twitter. They're just, you know, they sign up for Squarespace and they make a cool blog for their flower shop. You know what I mean? It's yep. And when you think of it, that's where they make their money. And if I think if a company's going to succeed, they really need to focus on keeping that 90% buying their products, but also at the same time, making sure that the surface that sort of, I don't know, like portrays that represents their customers and yeah. is really just <clears throat> nipping at their heels. I they think about that same thing well. when I listen to our show. I mean, because I do all the time. I mean, like all the time. I just you keep listening to it. It's incredible. No, but but I, I, I have that same realization. Hopefully, we're we're getting a broad audience that, that's going to listen to this. But I'm here to tell you, I'm recording it, that I'm saying we'd like to, you know, not not go so deeply into the nerd forest at times. But and, exactly. You know, hopefully, Josh can pull us back out. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's here's the way to pull you out. If you look at it like, uh, I'll have uh, my whistle. <laughs> yeah. The way to, I look at it is this: they got a pile of money last year by two VCs that funded Facebook and Skype, I believe. Um, and so the, they're working on expanding their team, building their infrastructure, and then really ramping up their marketing to kind of go into this next generation of their tool. And I think the time to go to market needs to be soon because you've got competitors like, um, what's that one? Uh, Light CMS. They just announced uh, a whole suite of e-commerce for their little WYSIWYG uh, e-com- or, uh, website platform. And um, this article says it's a you know a direct shot at Squarespace because they want to try and grab some of that market that, that Squarespace is really doing well in. But, now, Josh, uh, for, for the non-technical user, what does WYSIWYG mean? Uh, which is, I'm just kidding. Did. I don't want <laughs> Never mind. What, that, oh, what I feel is Squarespace, Squarespace has such a loyal sort of consumer base where I feel that people that have Squarespace aren't going to jump ship just because another company sort of offers something else that Squarespace doesn't have. I think, honestly, people that have Squarespace are going to wait it out. They're going to mm-hmm. say, I yeah. want Squarespace's iteration. And honestly, that's 10% of the people. Again, 90% of their customers don't even know what e-commerce is. or They, don't, they just want their website. Yeah, this does not affect retention so much as it does their ability to go after new customers in certain parts of the market. Because you've got a bunch of people that have, you know, things on Etsy or their own little mom and pop websites. Websites that website is right. Web a website is what it is sometimes. Uh, But but if you could get them on a Squarespace site in a little product catalog that works through Google Checkout or something that's SEO friendly, you could do a lot of damage with some of these people that are making some good uh good uh, products at home that want to be online yeah. or businesses that want to do on e-commerce for cheap mm-hmm. yeah and on the flip side i feel that if you're this deep into the game it's sort of a factor of it doesn't matter as much anymore if you're like first into a category that's been dominated forever by different companies i think it's if you can build a product that's better than everybody else people will talk about it you know what i mean if it's better than everybody else's naturally people are going to come to it because you're like oh this is so awesome i really enjoy this i'm going to tell my friends about it that's why there's a podcast of, about Squarespace. Exactly. And it's sort of, it's we sort of forget how strong word of mouth is too. Because that's, yeah. I, I imagine that's where a lot of their customers come from. Yeah. Yeah. So good, uh, good question from Jason there about. Wow. Awesome question. About the Squarespace growth. I hope that covered a, a, a wide spectrum there. Next question. Actually, the name is wrong, I think, from the, what was copy and pasted. I think this is Jason Brown's second question. Oh. 
and it says Martin Linskog. Okay, so okay. let's just make up a name real quick. No, it is Jason. <laughs> it's Jason's second question. How do you feel about the future of Squarespace? Uh, uh, massive Tumblr growth, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we kind of covered that already. So actually, yeah. he's only got one question. Okay. We'll just edit cool. that part out. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So. <laughs> So the next part is Martin then, huh? Okay, so basically this guy wants to know, do you, do you have a tip on how to create a social calendar with your activities on, on your for your Squarespace site? Now, I don't know if he's referring to, do you have a tip to create like a social calendar, like a widget in your sidebar? Or does he mean like something where you have a calendar that your team can access to organize themselves through Squarespace or... Um, I don't know what he's going for. What, oh, what that's true. Yeah, for. I mean, I guess we can talk about calendars in general because I, I know that is kind of a hot topic on the Squarespace forums is, OMG, when are calendars coming? You know, because there's a wide range of, of clients who do want a calendar. They have, you know, either yeah. event planning or they just want to talk about when, when you can contact us, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've used, um, of course, Google Calendar in the, in the past um, and and you can you know use use their script and, and, and embed the calendar on your site and do things like that. Things may have changed recently. Um, there's probably some really advanced scripts you, that you can get into to kind of hack that output. I've used um, uh, Thirty Boxes, um, which is found over on ThirtyBoxes.com, and um, that's that's a really kind of robust calendar um and and you can style it you can't do a whole lot of styling to the calendar itself you can change the color um it's totally fluid which which means you could put it into a uh, a, a defined area on your site and kind of resize it the whole admin of it is is done of course you know just kind of like google is you i mean you, you do it over on their site um and, and you just kind of update it, but with the RSS, I've I've taken that RSS over to like FeedBurner, and then you can export that as like HTML, and then put that in your sidebar, and, you, and then you can like list, you know, your five latest events and, and do, do things like that. So, could you put links into it to like Eventbrite registrations and things like that? I mean, you can link to the calendar. So, I mean, but you cannot yeah. you cannot link to actual events. Um, but oh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But. But like from within the event calendar itself, you can put links to the actual registration so people could yeah. find find your calendar, see the events, and actually see go it and then, and then to click register into them. It. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can. That's the nice thing. You can snap these little things together, and that's kind of like one of the beauties of Squarespace is that you know you yeah, put yeah. little widgets together, embed some things, and there you go. I don't know if well, you means by social calendar. I don't know if he also what Martin's referring to is like a team organizing calendar thing because he mentioned social calendar with your activities mm-hmm. so i don't know if he's talking about like a team thing like uh managing your team or something because that's uh, that's also something i've been looking into like how do i have you know 11 editors how do i manage these people and how do i get them to manage themselves how do i assign tasks and different things so i've come across a few solutions one of them i know you've heard of it is rule.fm <laughs> it's a new service uh you can sign up Get a get it free for life in July or whatever, but it's sort of it's sort of cool. Also, there's also one called Flow, Flow.com, or I think it's called GetFlow.com. It's actually really cool. From the folks like, at Meta Lab, yeah, from the folks at Meta. Actually, if you didn't watch the video for it, it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, but basically, it's like this: if if Apple were to make a task management ser- management service, it would be this. So mm-hmm. it's actually really well done. Uh, and just a just a quick hint: there's actually a ton of Easter eggs on their homepage. 
I won't, uh, maybe I'll tell you guys after the show, but there's actually a huge amount of Easter eggs on their homepage. So I, I encourage you to poke around there. Um, but also there's a new, some, there's a new one that's actually launching. It hasn't been funded yet, but it's by, it's going to be called Dialogues. It's a, uh, it's a weird domain name. It's, it's called Dialogues, but it's with two G's and it's D-I-A-L-O-G dot G-S. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it, it's basically like, again, another one of these services where it basically has it creates like a, a section or a space for your entire team and gives assign people tasks and have little discussions and share files things like that all in this little enclosed thing and um it's created by a guy called drew wilson and it hasn't been funded yet but it, it sounds really cool so there's a bunch of little services like this but uh those are the three i'd, I'd uh urge people to go check out so oh, things lots, like that lots of options you can use for calendars both public and private for squarespace and then there's email yes yes that is that works too there's Sometimes. actually there's actually one more that i found the other day ticket leap ticketleap.com if it's going to be a social event if i mean if it's going to be some kind of uh you know event where people are going to actually physically attend or you know if they're going to sign up online for like an online conference or whatever you can use ticket leap and it has calendaring and it integrates with all of your social networking you know to kind of send out reminders and get people to log in and it integrates with facebook and the whole thing so that's sort of cool yeah yeah it's a really cool service so that's awesome so is there any more questions I think those are all the questions. That was that was Martin's question. So that was uh, Martin Lindeskog. Lindeskog? 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 Unfortunately, I'm sure I, regardless. I pronounced it. I, well, I pronounced it right somewhere in there. So thank you, Martin, for your question. So are we going to wrap it up or anything else to talk about? Uh, yeah, we should uh, wrap giggity, it up then. Giggity, giggity. So that's probably it for this week. We've probably answered a lot of questions and covered a lot of ground. Uh, it's been fantastic. Thanks for listening to another episode of Content Structure and Style, the unofficial Squarespace podcast. Submit your questions online at contentstructurestyle.com and we'll answer them on the next show. This has been Alan Hauser. You can find me at creativecomponent.com and at Alan Hauser on Twitter. This is Josh Broughton. You can find me at bigpictureweb.com and at JL Broughton on Twitter. And this is Brandon Davenport of okgeek.com. You can find me on Twitter at It's Brandy. Thanks for stepping in another steaming pile of content structure and style. <laughs> Podcasts, they're, they're great and all, but after a while, they're, they're kind of seem like empty calories. And I think books have a lot more substance to them. So, Brandon, why aren't you right now over at Harry Potter camping out? <laughs> Would, would it be really awkward, like, the next day to, to have the Sharpie on your forehead of the, the lightning bolt? Let me just ask you, is Hermione in your top five? One, two, three. So, so stick, stick around, around as we, we brew, brew another, another cup, cup of, of content, content structure, structure and style. Style. See, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm representing America down here, and you're all Canadian, and inflections yeah. are different, and timing is ugh, gross and syrupy, like pancakes. Oh, that's awesome.